the KMM Movie Review. This episode of the KMM Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, The Purple Box. That's The Purple Box with two E's on Instagram. Cakes, cookies, cupcakes, oatmeal, butterscotch cookies, anything delicious, delectable that you can think of, hit up The Purple Box. Again, that's The with two E's on Instagram. Let them know the KMM Podcast sent you. Enjoy the show. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Another movie, movie review. That's right. That's right, yeah. No theatrical movies this time. Hey, low-key. Keith, I was going to ask you if you wanted to go to a movie tomorrow. <clears throat> oh, yeah. What movie? A- apparently, A24 has a film out. What is, is it? X movie? X. Oh, yeah. X. X? What is this? Called X. I haven't heard anything about it. I, didn't, I, I just happened to look up, like, what's coming out this weekend? And I was yeah, like, oh, shit. for it. It seems pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. They said it's wild, bro. That's all I've heard. It's a wild ride. Let's go watch it tomorrow, bro. X. X. What time? And 1979 group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. When their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. Interesting. Kid yeah. Cuddy is in this movie. Kid Cuddy. <laughs> bro, isn't he a flat earther? Is he? I'm He's pretty a sure fucking he is. weirder, bro. We got to watch this film, though. We have to watch A24, bro. But it's got to come out on something, you know? Hey, Batman is coming out on streaming like in a month. On what? On um, HBO. Nice. It is Warner Brothers. Yeah, Brian, and they just bought, or who, who, Amazon just bought who? MGM? Yeah, MGM. That's a lot of movies right there, buddy. Yeah, it's a lot of classics, too. So I wonder how they'll handle that. Like, I wonder if they'll add them all to Prime or or what. I guess we'll see. No, I mean, like, that would be a way to bolster... They're, they need to because their prime selection is really not that good. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Hey, their their prime app low key sucks ass. Oh, right? I mean, get a get a better fucking app. Yeah, like the, the UI sucks. Yes, oh. it just looks like trash. Like, come on. Like compared to like HBO or Disney Plus, like it it's literally dog ass, bro. Right. <laughs> Disney Plus what? is the is the better comparison there because uh-huh. HBO like their most recent update. Made it pretty solid, but originally, bro, like, not very good. But like the fucking like, if you were to go on the browser onto like um, Amazon Prime or whatever video, yeah, it it looks like you're just on the fucking Amazon like hey, shopping. Hey, when did Disney thing. Plus bring over all the Marvel stuff from Netflix? This week, I think. Okay, yeah, because like, they just added where you have to put in your password again once you try and log on to your profile oh, yeah, for yeah, the parental yeah. controls since now oh, they really? have those shows. Yeah, now they have you those shows. If you don't, watch if Jessica you don't, Jones get boned down yeah, by Yeah, Luke exactly. Cage. If, you don't, if you don't put it in, it takes off all those shows. Like, you can't access them. Yep. Interesting. Alright, well, I guess I gotta do that then so I can... I don't think that... Yep. Uh, maybe their streaming is better than Netflix's. I'd have to see. Because, I mean, Netflix already had it in 4K. But maybe they, they upped it to... Dolby Vision for for Disney Plus that'd be nice. Um, those are good shows. Anyone listening? If you haven't watched them, um, just go. You can go ahead and just skip Luke Cage. To be honest, season one was fine. Season two not good. What about Iron Fist, bro? Iron Fist also. Russia not great, bro. Iron Fist season two was literally the worst piece of shit. I didn't finish season two of Luke Cage or Iron Fist. Dude, season two of Luke Cage. I was so <laughs> like, close. I, to I, I might as well just watch a dog take a shit. <laughs> that might have been better, bro. Yeah, bro. Season two. I dog take a shit. I didn't watch that. Are we, are we watching this movie tomorrow? Key, I, I'm, I can't. It's at, it's at guys, like nine. 
I'm well, trying to watch an A24 filming. Y'all niggas breaking hearts out here. Bro, if it was in the morning, I'd be down. <clears throat> well, I can't go in the morning. No, you can't. Did he, did he just peek right there? Yeah, he screamed. Yeah, I screamed. Yeah, because that's what I'm hearing on my end is it's it's mm-hmm. cutting you off on that mixer. So I just kind of get a... Okay. So be careful with that. Anyway, okay. to get All to right. these movies, what we are going to be reviewing Antlers. Oh, okay. Antlers has been out for a second. Man, you know uh, what else we should have watched? Long was that ago. new Texas Chainsaw Massacre too? Was that on anything? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a new, it's oh. just a remake of it. Yeah, I just didn't realize it was on Netflix. I thought it was going to be a series. <laughs> I was like, this. I guess maybe you can make this like a three part series or something, but um, it's a movie. So when are we going to watch this A twenty four film, guys? Next week, right? It's going to come out on fucking. We're going to wait. It's going to come out. We should watch it the same day we watch Morbius. Double up if it's still out. Yeah. I'm down, bro. Um, Go to Luckers, bro. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) You're going to get his hopes up over here. Hey, I'll go. I'm down. Uh, Anyway. Keith Keith wants that Arnold Palmer. They do have really good Arnold Palmers. (laughs) Uh. He just, he just, (laughs) he was just like, uh. Uh, the so, the spirit of the past came back to him, bro. Pre-COVID, <laughs> that Arnold Palmer life. Uh-huh. That basically every time we went to the movies, it was gonna be pluckers. Hey, I ain't have no problem. With Mike only Mike. I'm a wing addict, bro. <laughs> I'm a wing addict. What can I say? That there's a bar down here by where I I live, Bruh. They got some some fucking bomb ass wings. Oh yeah. Unexpectedly, too. <clears throat> Better than pluckers. Not very many, but the the um, the hunt like the barbecue or whatever they got is slapping. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, totally unexpected, bro. I went in there and went just I was like, I oh, you know what, fuck it, I'll get some fry, you know, some fries and some wings or whatever. I was sucking <laughs> on them bones, bro. <laughs> Sucking, sucking, licking the balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to this review. All right. Hey, uh, just uh, if you're a new listener of ours or mm-hmm. an old one coming back, uh, just a reminder that when we review these movies, we spoil them. We don't hold back. This is a uh, contained spoiler, so we'll we'll give you a warning in case you're squeamish. Yeah, and this leave. this is the this is a warning. Yeah, oh, this, is, this your is the warning. warning. This, okay. this is your warning. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Fine. Go watch it and then come <sighs> come back. All right. So Antlers and Turning Red. Those are those are the two we'll be reviewing. Very yeah, yeah. different movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll start with Antlers. That was supposed to come out in what, like end of 2019, early 2020? It yeah. was supposed to come out that March. Oh, 2019 of 2020? Yeah, it was it was like all in that same month, like and then after after Bloodsport or whatever the hell that thing ugh, was called, Bloodshot. Yeah, Bloodshot. that was the last that. movie we saw in theaters for twenty twenty. Hell, hell yeah, boy! Garbage <laughs> family, bro. Uh, um. So yeah, this is a movie that was supposed to have come out a long time ago. We were all looking forward to it. Uh-huh. I'd say especially Frank. It looked like the exact type of movie he would love. I like mm-hmm. horror films. Um. And it was finally released on HBO so recently. So we're watching it. Or we watched it. Uh, so let's start with Antlers. Synopsis. In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with her enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with an ancestral creature. Mm. Right. Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Frank here first. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six. Six. And uh, skip it. Skip it. All right, Mike. I was thinking six point five, and also skip it. All right. I'm also going to go with a six. 
Also a skip it. Bro, I was so disappointed, bro. Did not go in the direction I was expecting it to based on all the trailers. Uh, uh, yeah, <clears throat> let's see. What what are the the user scores of 5.9? Our average mm-hmm. score is 6.2. So we're pretty close to the average user score for IMDb. Uh-huh. Meta score 57. So we're pretty close all the way around. Um, yeah. They... It's, I would say it's more of a thriller than a horror movie. Yep. Uh, so that's why I categorize it as thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an allegory for people who are abuse survivors. So it's not just like a, I guess like a, a movie for entertainment sake. It, it has its moral. Characters who have who have dealt with abuse and who I guess are currently going through abuse. Yeah, instead of uh, instead of making it like, hey, this kid is clearly being beat by his father, and that is the whole story. They added a supernatural element to it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and the teacher getting neglected, and you know yeah. all, all this shit, living in fear, his house, all this, you know. Um, I mean, they also have like the kid is constantly being like, "Oh no, he he he's okay. He's just sick. Like, if I feed him, he'll love me still. You know that kind of stuff." So like that yeah. whole survivor mentality, like they can fix the person who's uh, you know abusing them. Like they do it with a supernatural twist of the father became a Wendigo. <laughs> Wendigo, bro. It's a Wendigo. Wendigo. Say it right, or else you're. You're uh, ignorant and uh, a bigot. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was bigoted, everyone. But like, uh, I, I from this second, I was like, ah, oh, it's the fucking Wendigo, bro. Like instantly, when I, whenever I saw it was like Oregon, I was like, come on. Like, how many times have I seen this Wendigo shit? Have you seen it a lot? I can't say yeah, that I've seen I, Wendigo a lot. I knew it immediately, bro. It was Wendigo. Dang. This man saw Oregon just went straight to Wendigo. Yep. That's like the only fucking beast that's like a mythical story that's from that area. It's like uh it's like if they were like in a snow like mountain. A yeti. And then they're like, oh, what the fuck is it? You know what? It's it's a yeti, bro. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh what? Or they're like in a fucking forest. They're, oh, what what is it's Bigfoot. Come on. It it could have been something else completely crazy. No, no, they no, could have no. gone any other direction. Yeah, this was—I think it, it was—it turned out to be more formulaic than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, um, I thought it was going to take you know a kind of creative or different route, um, uh, but I think whenever it got out, that's when the the, the movie got fucked for me. Um, it got when it got out of the house. Um, and then there was this one scene that really just took it over the top for me. Which one? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? That really, I was just like, man, fuck this shit, man. I was like, man, it's <laughs> say, it ain't getting higher than a, than a 6.5. Mm. What scene you think? I'm like, uh, I'm like, are you serious? Uh, again? Again. Again. Was it something with the little brother? Uh, yes. Okay. Come on. Was it when when the little kid started turning into the Wendigo? No, no, no. No, wasn't that far in? No. When they were when the fucking the the police officer went into the damn shed. Oh, okay. Yeah. First time, first officer went in there. What's going on here? Wendigo slapped, uh, stabbed his ass. Right. Mm -hmm. Dead, dead in the doorway. The back. Another another officer comes in, shining, sees a dead guy in the doorway, goes up to the same doorway. Smacked again, except this guy. This time he had a fucking flag jacket on. Hey, that third when, time the, this the lady comes go, down, sees both of them in the fucking shed, and then goes to the doorway and then sees her brother. If she had got smacked in that doorway, I would have turned it off. <laughs> it was that stupid for me. Yeah. Well, the Wendigo was just kiting them. All right, that was so he, dumb. He's a Dark Souls player. He knew how to get people into small enclosures to right, deal the most hey, damage. I'm leaving. I'm leaving the town, the state. If, if someone mentions a Wendigo and I see fucking human teeth marks on a ripped up body like that, I'm gone, <laughs> right? 
gone. Out of there? Out of there. I mean, there was a whole bunch of, like, throughout the movie, like, the brother plays, like, the there's no way this can be supernatural kind of guy. Um, oh, of course. Very cliche. Yeah, so. Like, I'm trying to think of how it could have been better with what they went with. And I can't think of anything. Well, if they kept. If they kept it in the house more, like that kind of like playing on fear or like not show it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like eventually maybe like it comes out or whatever. Um, I think that would have been maybe a better route. There was never any suspense about what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Like you knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. And I guess the whole like comparing it to the, to, you know, abuse survivors that was very, you know, I guess heavy handed in the way that the movie was structured. I mean, like the, I'd say like the, the shots and the cinematography and everything were solid. Like I liked the look of the film. Yeah. But yeah, they just didn't execute and progress the story very well. Like it all felt pretty, like, like you said, pretty formulaic, like, I, I didn't feel like I didn't know what was going to happen at any point yeah. while watching the movie. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. Skip I mean, it. That, it was, skip it. Don't if, watch it. If you're really bored, it's not like a terrible movie or anything, but it's not anything that's going to blow you away. Yeah. All right. On to an animated movie, Turning Red. It's Disney Plus exclusive. It's a Pixar film. Um, synopsis. A 13-year-old girl named Maylin turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. All right. Now let's close that one out. Uh, I'll start with this one. I'm going to okay. give this an 8. I'll say watch it now. Let's go to Frank this time. I was also going to give it an eight. And, and I, yeah, watch it now. All right. Mike? I say I give it an eight. All and right. I say wait for it. Wait for it. All right. So average of an eight and an average of I'll watch it now. Mm-hmm. So... Let's see, how, how do we compare? IMDb users give it a 7.1. We're more in line with the critics. They gave it an 83. <clears throat> yeah, this movie has a lot of criticism I to, online. I wanted to talk with you about it, mainly about like the art style and animation. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, thought mean, it was pretty, I, thought, I thought it was pretty unique. Well, did you watch Luca? Yeah, I watched Luca. The, the Pixar movie before this one. So yeah. this one, this and Luca have the two most <clears throat> different animation styles, like art direction mm. um, from other Pixar movies. Like if you know what a Pixar movie looks like, you think of just Toy Story or uh, uh -huh. like Soul or some other uh, movie that's like a lot of the environment looks really realistic, but the characters have a very specific look, but they're highly high quality renderings and everything. Mm -hmm. This is a lot more artistic. Like, there's a more cartoony style. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the animation is a lot more pose-to-pose -pose style, where they hit certain poses pretty hard. So, like, they transition really quick into mm -hmm. different poses. Um, I mean, they definitely have different... Uh, scenes where, like, they have a lot of, like, more traditional Pixar-style animation where it's a lot more realistic... Mm -hmm. um and matches more of a you know standard human gait and everything but there was a lot of like kind of i guess you the best description would be anime style uh-huh um or it's like a bunch of like super fast momentum to like the camera moves and zooming in on characters faces with like action lines and uh like crazy poses being hit um so it was, a, it was a lot of interesting techniques that they used and combined into 3D that I think worked really well. Like it got the point across of like 
who the characters were really well. So I enjoyed it. Um, but the criticism for this movie is because there is actual discussion of periods in this movie. Like there's discussions of periods and also like realistic depictions of like, like in in the movie, uh, the main character is what? 12, right? 13, 13, 12. So there are depictions of like this person, like feeling certain feelings for like boys and, um, and then like, um, actively rebelling against your parents and um and it being like seen as like a positive no right because the the she lives in such a restrictive or strict household that her mom was wild um, right yeah that like rebelling like that scene is like yeah do that you know like don't listen to your parents do this do that that it was so much that like i didn't take that from it it was more of a she was coming into her own Mm-hmm. And they were celebrating her coming into her own, not so much the rebellion. Because she got in trouble like the whole movie for rebelling. Because yeah. like, the character that you're following, mm-hmm. um, Mei Lin, the whole mm-hmm. movie, like she's been like she's the goody two shoes. She's always like on top of all of her homework. Like yeah. uh she's always going home to help with her parents at home, like mm-hmm. instead of hanging out with her friends and stuff like that. So she does become more rebellious, but I feel like they didn't celebrate the rebellion so much as celebrate her becoming more of an independent person and realizing what she wants versus mm-hmm. just doing what her parents expect of her. Yeah. So I have a really good, because um, before the movie came out, uh, myself and my significant other talked about it, like about mm-hmm. the drama. Mm-hmm. We're like, what the fuck's going on, you know? And then she saw, she said she saw a post on Facebook that was like super crazy. <laughs> Um, and so I have the post here. Oh God! Is this from someone that she knows, like in real life? I, I asked her, and she was said it no. shared by someone that she well, knows. It was like a share. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> All right. So this is from someone named Felicia Renee. Okay. Um, it says, "Just a heads up to pre-watch what you plan to let your kids watch." From a fellow local mom, parents beware. I don't usually do this because of the straight up ruthless and vicious hatred I've been getting below. And here we go. Just a heads up to all the parents out there. The Disney movie Turning Red is not for kids at all, especially not for families trying to keep their children close to Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> Yes, yes, I know Disney movies don't instill Christian values, and I don't look to them to do so, but typically there are important and valuable life lessons being taught. You will find the complete opposite in this movie. Sad day, Disney. It had a potential to be so cute. Parents, beware. Just a few things that stood out to me, or stood out, and then they have just have kind of like bullet points of mm-hmm. the different things. First one. The little girl talks about at age 13, you're on your own. You you are your own person, an adult. You can do what you want, say what you want, etc. Her and her three friends talk so poorly about their parents and come up with a plan to sneak out and go uh, to a boy band concert, which they end up doing. The girls sneak out to a co-ed party, co-ed party, who calls it that? Um, as well to give boys rides as a panda (laughs) to to raise money for the concert. Uh, One girl says her parents won't let her go because because the band sounds like stripper music. Uh, The girls talk about going to the concert as girls and leaving as true women after. And this yes. is the one that got me, bro. The uh-huh. word crap is used. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That so is much not family friendly. It's put on her friends, encouraging her to be this new rebel. She has become an embracing it that has no that that she no longer has to be this straight edge overachiever 
girl under her parents' wing. So much rebellion and courage. The ritual is super freaky. Oh, God. Where she is levitated by her chest into the air while surrounded by adults chanting and spirits are called out of her. She tells her Tamagotchi it's about to meet its daddy and uncles, referring to the band members being her Tamagotchi's daddy. There is a big scene about the girl getting her period and her mom bringing pads to the school and embarrassing her. Yeah, that was seen as a bad thing. Yeah, like, don't embarrass your kids. Like, it was literally the thing that was, like, she was mortified. Um, the little girl draws sexy, her words, not mine, pictures of her crush who works at the gas station. Her mom finds the drawings of her shirtless crush and brings them to the store and accuses the boy of being 30 and a pedophile. He says he's 17, and she says, well, that's what happens when you do drugs all day and don't wear sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, the girl stands up to her mom and uh, says she likes boys, music, and gyrating. Uh, says she's 13, so deal with it. So that's just kind of some of the things. She didn't put in there, and she hit her mother. Uh, let's see. Uh, the little girl then starts twerking <laughs> at her mom and smacking her butt, saying, take this, mom, take this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's I, it is interesting to watch conservatives like lose their mind over this movie. Because mm-hmm. um, honestly, nothing in it is... It's like all pretty standard teenage trope stuff, you know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yes, like, they directly mention a period, but... It's not the movie isn't really necessarily about her specifically getting her period. Like that's not what the red panda represents, really. It's just more about the puberty, like changes that come along with puberty. Yeah, like someone one also, you know, I guess you could see that being thing like the order of events. Like getting your period like obviously you probably hit puberty before you get your period. And then None of us are period. girls, so we don't know exactly. Right? Yeah, I think. No uh, idea. My fiance period. said we weren't qualified to discuss this movie because we aren't women. So. Okay, okay. You should just tell her that we were just saying all kinds of wrong things, it's crazy like, stuff. I'm pretty period. sure you bleed out of your butt. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> your buttholes bleed every yeah, time. Yeah, the bleed comes out of your butt, and um, that's why she was twerking. It happens every six months, and. Uh, <laughs> It's really not that bad. They just complain a lot, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yes. But like, I mean you you can see like whenever she first turned into the panda, like that whole that first scene of her going to the bathroom, figuring out that she's a big red monster and then like it wanting to go like want it to go away, like why won't it go away? Yeah, yeah. Like that like to me was very much like you could <clears throat> you know there's definitely uh, comparisons to be made to like, period. Yeah, you could compare talk. it to like like the first like first time someone goes through a period and what they would potentially feel like some big red monster. You know, is that how you felt, and, uh, Mike? Yeah, the first time you had your period. Yeah, whenever it came out my butt. <laughs> uh, but like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what the movie's like portrayed. I think. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then I don't know, like. How, like if they were like co- like directly drawing comparisons to, or like um, I guess metaphor. I don't know. Would that be metaphor in this situation? I mean, kind of. I mean, like I think the situation. It, it, <clears throat> yeah, I mean the the mom comes in like well that scene that you're talking about where she like first realizes she's a panda, and mm-hmm. the mom comes in specifically with like a box like boxes and boxes right. of pads and stuff, and she's like. Don't worry, I'll get you like the the soup and we'll get you, you know, all squared away in the bed and blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. clearly they were <clears throat> making a reference to, you know, a girl getting her first period. Yeah. Um, but the the rest of everything else that goes along with the whole panda yeah. thing doesn't yeah. really follow like a metaphor for just a yeah, period yeah. directly. So that, that's the part that was confusing me because I was like, okay, so clearly it's here at the beginning. Yeah. But then, like, I guess somewhere along the line, you're supposed to, it's deviates, right? Or uh, just, I think, yeah, it becomes uh, more of just 
puberty no, in general. Bro, whenever they're losing the panda, that's just the ladies going through menopause, bro. <laughs> but oh, they did yeah. it all, all the on. old aunties. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like their kids getting being put on the fucking birth control or something. I don't know. That's um, what the ritual is? The birth control yeah, ritual? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just stick the pill up their butt or whatever, <laughs> whatever they do. That's how that works, right? I mean... <laughs> You should you should tell that to you should text that right now. Text her oh. that the pill gets put up their butts. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Jeez. Um, but um, but yeah. So the only thing, what's the negatives, bro? That you didn't like? The negatives that I didn't like is that I'm not Asian and I couldn't relate. That's the only thing. <laughs> no, that was the other criticism. There was a, it was I mean it wasn't a criticism. It was one guy who was like kind of an official reviewer was saying that he he didn't like the movie because he couldn't see himself in the movie. Uh-huh. Right? There was no one for him to relate to in the movie. The dad. So <laughs> no, nobody. Yes, because he's like, I'm not Asian. I'm not a, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a girl who's, you know, around that age or whatever. So he's like, I don't see myself in this movie. So therefore, like, I can't. I wasn't connecting to it, and you know, I'm out. Basically, interesting. So I that was that's what he was saying, and then people were just like, roasting this is, him. Hopefully, because yeah, roast, <laughs> people were roasting him, and then they were saying like, this is literally like. Why people have been crying for like diversifying movies yeah, for so exactly. long? Because like for so long, people have not been seeing themselves. Yeah, in these movies. now you're seeing it from. Yeah, now you're the victim. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that whole perspective is a really dumb take on it. Like, yeah, neither none of us are girls. None of us are Asian. We don't know the exact. Like, we can't relate to anything exactly, but like. We all went through puberty. It was a weird, you know, time for everyone. Look, there's different crazy emotions that happen for everyone. The whole crush thing. Like, she didn't do anything, like, really obscene. She had, like, weird drawings of him as, like, the boys from the boy band that she was really obsessed with. And then, like, as a mermaid, that mermaid drawing. Hilarious. (laughs) I was not expecting... Her to finish that drawing with a lower half of a, a merman. Mermaid. Right. Uh, did you like it when he was flopping around in her dream? <laughs> yeah, just blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like nothing about it was like obscene. They were just talking about the kind of stuff that happens like as you're yeah. a teenager. Yeah, like we all we've all been through that, you know? Like yeah. Keith, like Keith, I know, I know for sure, right? You were do you were like humping like Sofas. Oh yeah. Like, whatever you get your fucking hands on, you're humping it, bro. Anything and everything. I, I, I know Keith relates. I, I, and, I, uh, I I've been drawing for a long time, so obviously I had sketchbooks full <laughs> of boobies. Right, right. So around that time is when you're like, like that's middle school, right? Yeah. And have you ever been to a middle school dance? If there were no chaperones <laughs> there, the the debauchery that would be going on. Did you ever go you to uh, middle school madness? Yeah, I did one time. At one time, bro. Hey, yeah, I went. <laughs> I have fun. I have fun though, bro. I just couldn't imagine. Could you, Matt? No chaperones there. <clears throat> just just I was bro. watching us. Like, yeah, bro. It was those girls got wild. Yeah, the, hey, <laughs> those girls were gyrating, bro. Mm-hmm. All right, they were twerking. They're gyrating on something. <laughs> something. So do you feel it's an accurate representation of a junior high student becoming pubescent? Yeah. A hundred percent. One hundred. I think I think where where I guess it, it deviate or it gets kind of uh, sketchy for people is that it's a girl. If it was a guy, you know, and he was like, uh oh, you know, I got my boners or whatever, you know. <laughs> And then, like, and then they're what like, he turned into um, Pepe Le Pew. They're just like turning, you know, and everywhere they see boobs or ass, you know, and it's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> it would be funny. Oh, like, oh, that's funny. But if it's a girl, then this girl's supposed to be pure and good and, you know, can't be tainted by <sighs> these 
unnatural thoughts these sexual thoughts right right and so that's where it's i think where it's gonna ride for people yeah the other part that gets me about that is like the people who complain about the ritual like it's Mm -hmm. clearly like an eastern you know chinese ritual it's not (laughs) like they're speaking i'm pretty sure it was chinese but yeah um in tongues bro yeah, it's like they're, they're speaking the song. devil's language. Right? Yeah, like that's the kind of stuff I that mean. I've seen. The, the the crazy comments have been like, "What was that? Yeah. Were they like summoning a demon or something?" Like, no, they were just speaking Chinese, and yeah. you didn't understand like, the language. Yeah, like if you sp- like, they just be talking in English, just like go away, come out, panda, yeah. go yeah. away, come out, panda, leave this body. Hey, yeah. like, like the time setting, bro. Of like, uh, what was it, two thousand three? 2003, 2002 or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting because. Because I saw her listening to music on the CD player and I was like, yeah. Hell? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't anything like specific about it, except like she doesn't have a cell phone. So she can't just you know, look at this boy band on her phone constantly or something like that. You know, yeah. well, like her friend still had to like burn her a copy of a CD. Like I'm sure whoever. Let's see the writer was domi she mm. i might be sounds, saying that name sounds right. demonic to me bro and julia cho and sarah striker stretcher like i'm assuming this is like a time frame when they were all around that age so <clears throat> that's probably why the setting was what it was yeah um yeah, like they're around our age, so it's around the same time frame that we would have been turning mm-hmm. that age. So the time frame made sense. Wasn't anything that like really stood out as anything super crazy. Just no, I'm surprised she didn't mention the uh, the subtle hint of uh, of lesbians, bro. Lesbians. Yeah, the uh, little girl and what was her name? Which one was it? And the the was it Priya. Maybe the black friend or kind of black, maybe black friend. Yeah, it was Miriam Abbey, who I think was Korean, and then Priya. So I, Bro, I just want Priya see. was supposed to be, you know, figuring out that she was a lesbian. <laughs> That's what it seemed like they were going for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I, I just want to see more of this particular style. Like, I'm excited to see what else. Like, they can finally adapt, like, very much 2D. Like, because 2D, at a certain point, it was, like, trying to break out of 2D. You know what I'm saying? Like, by trying to get be more expressive or, you know, emote a lot or do crazy things. Oh. And it's, it's broken out. It tried to break out. And then now that it's available, like, 3D is available like in this style or it looks this good that they will transition over and like i'm excited to see other types of movies like this so i mean i'd say like 2d animation generally was more expressive like they had a lot more freedom because it was all hand drawn mm-hmm. like with 3d our tech is now good enough that we aren't really constrained to like really rigid constraints on like the bones and and a rig so Mm -hmm. they can do some a lot more crazy stuff i mean we've been able to do this kind of animation for kind of a while like the the first thing that i think of whenever i see this style which there was a similar style like say more toned down in luca but a similar kind of style like i like the direction pixar is going with their animation style like big hero six was really good whenever that movie came out i was like oh shit this looks good yeah, I mean, that was um, like the regular Disney stuff. Um, mm. But the Peanuts movie. Um, Peanuts? Yeah, like Charlie Brown. There was a oh. 3D Peanuts movie. Oh, I think in yeah, yeah, 2011, yeah. 2012, maybe 2013, yeah. somewhere around there. It was coming out while I was in college. I went to school for animation. So uh, we watched clips and stuff for that. And they did a lot more pose to pose animation style to kind of match the older yeah. 2d animation styling, which mm-hmm. was a lot more the pose to pose jumping between, uh, things to have a lot more frenetic action. 
And this reminds me a lot more of that. Like they didn't do any of the hard 2D cuts because like in Luca, there's at least a few frames where like one of the characters will turn their head and like the the model looks like it's been completely flattened. So you just get a hard 2D silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see any of that in this. They, they went with more, like I said earlier, the anime stylings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it worked. Like I, I, I'm also very interested to see how they'll progress their stylings going forward with the Pixar animation because this is definitely markedly different from past Pixar stuff and pretty different from any current Disney stuff. It, as well. It's different enough where I was like, this is a Pixar film? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They're pushing out some quality stuff over there. Some bangers. Quality. Bangers. What, what was, there was a scene that I was like, I was watching, and I was like, this is fucking crazy. I think it was a scene where she was drawing. It was like a close up of the pencil on oh, the paper. Yeah. yeah. I, and it was like, I was like, this is. Uh, All like, computer animated, and they're drawing yeah, something. I'll, yeah. I was like, this is so, is this something about this seems wrong? Like, it shouldn't, <laughs> it shouldn't look this good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It and, looked really natural. Like, yeah. It, it looked believable. I mean, that's like the, the thing that animation goes for is believability. Like, you should. It was like, it was like uh, when we were, which, whichever How to Train Your Dragon we watched, where it was the sand, and we were like, whoa. Oh, yeah. The third one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sand that, was that insane. That sand, bro, that <laughs> was nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think Disney bought Blue Sky, which is the studio that I want to say is the studio that did the Peanuts movie. So I feel like they brought some of that tech over and now mm-hmm. it's finally being used um, with like Luca and this. And uh-huh. Pixar is doing like the straight to Disney Plus stuff. Like mm-hmm. the, the next big Pixar thing is the uh, Lightyear movie. And yeah. that's more like the traditional Pixar stuff. Like it uh-huh. has a lot more realistic rendering and doesn't seem to have like a ton of crazy pose to pose kind of animation style. Um, and that's going to be a theatrical release. So I feel like they're doing some more experimental stuff with the Disney plus side of things, which is interesting. It's a good way to get subscribers and allow the animators to have a lot of fun and storytellers to tell, you know, new interesting stories that wouldn't have made it in the theater before. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see where this is going to go as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The voice acting is really red. <clears throat> Solid movie. It's a bop. It's a bop. Worth watching. If you have kids, they won't understand it <laughs> for what the, you know, ultimate message is. They'll just see, a giant panda and crazy poses mm-hmm. and music that they probably enjoy. It's Billie Eilish did the music for this, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. Hey, bro, I've seen, I've seen more horrific child movies. Ants, bro? Oh, Ants. That I, shit was straight violent, though. Ants can't really be considered a kid's movie. Yeah, Ants is like, yeah, bro, that was, uh, that was, it was a lot of um, themes in that. That well, it if was, you're an adult, uh, I just remember the that war scene, bro. Where it's like bodies, bro, heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ants, did it, ants, ants, did it ants come out like like around the same time as Bugs like Bugs, Bugs Life? Life yeah. yeah, but bro, Bugs Life, yeah, such a good movie, bro. Yeah. That caterpillar every time gets me. <laughs> and stuff in his face. <laughs> yeah, he's got them little wings, bro. Yeah, Ants is a Woody Allen movie, and Woody Allen is not known for making kids' movies. I think it's another one of those things where, like, because it was an animated film, people mm-hmm. assumed it was for kids, when really it I was for... I traumatized by that. Do what? Kids were like... Or parents took their kids, and then they were like, holy... F- oh, I'm sure. I, I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I was like, I don't get this movie. Like, it... <laughs> <laughs> Like they're fighting? Why is that guy's none a lot of it didn't make sense to me? Like the animation also isn't just isn't very good. Like it just doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. And I definitely had already seen um 
a bug's life by the time this came out and i was like everyone compared it to a bug's life yeah you know it's but, literally ants bro yeah and animated sylvester stallone was in this movie remember yeah he was like the right. general yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. sharon stone did a voice she's famous for showing her vagina i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> like yeah this is a ridiculous movie what oh yeah j-lo was in it that should be your favorite movie, Frank. Oh, Mike. Well, what? Which? What? Which ends? Was she? Did she have? A, did the ant have a big old? She was Azteca. <laughs> Azteca. Did, what, what do they call that thing on the ant? The little the bulbous. Yeah. The bulbous. Look it up right Dora now. Type in, type in type the Mons bulbous. Okay, type in Whoa. Azteca. <laughs> Azteca. I feel like I watched it probably a few years ago, like during the pandemic. I'm pretty sure, like at the beginning. Bro, I can't even tell, bro. Right, you can tell that Sylvester Stallone though. Oh yeah. This one? Yeah. 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 This one? Hell no! I can't tell. This is J Lo. Gotta see it from the back. I think That's she was I'm like the mind. she was like the princess or queen one, like the main love interest one, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Looks like it from what I remember. Such Sorry about that. <laughs> Hey, look, there was a Game Boy Color Ants game. Yeah, of course. Bro, those games Ants suck. racing. Bro, you remember when um, movie games were just literal ass? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was there, just, they it was just came butts. out every, every year, bro. Every movie that came out, game was coming out, too. Oh, yeah. I had a Quest for Camelot uh, Game Boy Color game that used to, I remember being fun. It was basically right. just a Legend of Zelda knockoff. I played um, Buzz Lightyear Game Boy game. That was my very first Game Boy game, Buzz Lightyear. Mine was Pokemon. Look at this Pokemon card for Azteca. I got Pokemon later. I got Pokemon something. Basic Pokemon. Pokemon Silver was the first one that I got. Damn, that's late. Pokemon Silver. I don't think I played a Pokemon game until like Ruby or something. No, I, I had gold. It was, it was sure. Game Boy Advance for me. I had that that motherfucker ho ho, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Ho ho. Nah, this uh, this ain't ain't got no fucking Mons Bulbous or whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> what, Keith? What are you what are you talking about? Bro. You're a pig. <laughs> Are you gonna go watch that Marry Me movie because of J Lo? Nah. All you have to do is pay the five bucks to have a, a month of Peacock. Peacock. And then you can see her being a famous singer. We gotta wrap this up because I gotta pee out my cock, bro. Whoa. All right. You didn't even make Got the it. reference back to the butt stuff. I see. All right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> on, our, on our next review, it will be Morbius and I hope X. Is that you the hope? next one? Yeah. Morbius is at the end of the month. So it's, uh, we have it for the first. April Fool's, we're not reviewing anything. Oh, are we? No, we will. We already got the tickets for Morbius. So, yeah, I guess we'll see if they're still showing X and we can. Roll it into Watch that, next huh? Next, either next weekend or the same weekend as Morbius. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what we can get figured out. He just wants to go see this, not a porno porn movie. Hey, I just saw A twenty four, and I was like, these are our films. A twenty four is good. Yeah, we reviewed <clears throat> like most of them, right? Uh, probably out. not. Uh, probably not most of them, but we've seen a, a decent chunk of a twenty-four movie. It's it's one of those. Who, who owns them? Who owns uh, I, don't, them? I don't know who owns them. I've never looked into it, but there's got to be like a like a twenty-four like you know like category. I mean, they're supposed to be an indie company, so I'd be surprised if they had like a corporate overlord. Come on, someone's as big as some of these motherfuckers are. Someone's owning them, bro. I mean, Come they're on. not small. But they're indie by film standards, which is still, you know, multi-million. All right, you guys ready huh. for their films? Let's see. For their what? Their films. The films. Okay. Oh, shit. Who owns them, bro? 
Hmm. But you want to see, I think actually the first, one of the first uh, Game Boy games was this one. Hold on. What are you even looking up? I can't see anything. I'm going to show Frank over here. All right, here we go. Filmography, bruh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> Fireside Chat, Playing House, The Carmichael Show, Reggie Watts, Spatial, Comrade, Detective, Two Dope Queens, Random Acts, Pod Save America. Well, let's go Let's go to where we started. Yeah, they, they were established in 2012, so they're pretty new. They're only 10 years old. There's there's something there's something going on with that studio, bro. We're gonna find out in five years. Some nasty shit was going on. I bet. This isn't even it. What the fuck is this? Who owns them? I'm gonna have to I do want. some real sleuthing to find that. <clears throat> All right. In the meantime, what are you watching, bro? On TV. On TV. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm behind on it, but I've been watching uh, Raised by Wolves season two. Oh yeah, I watched the first episode of that. I need to I think catch up. For, so. um, you, just, you just always forget how weird it, it was, bro. It's such a weird show, but it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, finished Peacemaker. That was great. Everyone should watch Peacemaker. Uh, oh, the farewell was a twenty four. I didn't know that. Which one? The farewell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lighthouse, obviously, hereditary. <clears throat> bro, I've been watching. Thing. Of course, I'm on my reality TV shit, bro. <laughs> Survivor. There's another season of Survivor out. Oh god. Right. Uncut gems. Watching that. Oh, the green. Uncut gems. Uh, you saw that, right, Key? That whole meme going around. Making fun of uh, homegirl from Uncut Gems. No, you didn't see that. No. Type it in right now. Go to go to Google, and type in Uncut Gems meme. Heck was that? And do uh, the go to the video. It's a video. Yeah, I think click any of those. TikTok you know, meme compilation. Would you, because everyone's like, would you consider yourself I don't yourself think you'll be able to hear this. Yeah, a little, maybe. What is a muse? I mean, the person I you hear Josh talking should be homegirl from Uncut Gang. Like things like right. that. Like, I, I think people make it seem a little more dramatic. Did you hear her say it? Would you, because everyone's like, say that she was the, the, um, the yeah, muse. Little, yeah. Maybe. What is a yeah, muse? I mean, I maybe. was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems. from what? You know what I mean? like, 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 yeah. You saw that, right? The Uncut Gems meme? That's no. a kind of weird meme. <clears throat> anyway. All right, let's move on. Let's leave. Yeah. Later, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.